Hey y'all, this is Daniel Kyrie. I play Darren Ritter on Chicago Fire, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. This thing makes the entire family. And to me, there's nothing more important. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shyhards, Welcome to the first episode of Hiatus. I don't like hearing you say that. I know. Like, I, my reaction would be to say yay, but also like, no, it's no. hiatus. I know, because that means we won't get them back till like at least the end of September. And I'm just like, oh. I know, I know. But um, yeah, it's the first hiatus episode of 2021. And we are going to cover an oldie but goodie of Chicago PD today. An oldie but goodie. This is such a goodie. It's so good. And I'm so surprised that back when you reviewed this originally, you didn't like it. I didn't. No. And and that was a surprise to me this week, too, because this episode was seven years ago, which blows my mind. That's crazy. So crazy. Yeah. So so today we're covering Chicago PD season two, episode eight. This is called Assignment of the Year, a.k.a. the Sex Club episode. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. I love how it's an Antonio episode, but really the most iconic thing that comes out of this is a Linstead scene. But actually, yeah, this one is classic, just classic Chicago BD. Mm-hmm. So yeah. funny. All right. So as always, we like to start off with the news. We've got a little bit today and it's hiatus, remember. So there's not a lot of news, but also don't forget that this is usually the time when the cast goes and does other projects. Some of them relax. Jesse hits the golf course and disappears. Um <laughs> And some of them do other projects. And so we've got two different items that relate to that tonight. So today, since you're listening to this on Friday. Uh, first bit. So the Sex in the City reboot. This is late breaking news because we're recording on Wednesday. David Eigenberg is set to return for the reboot. I'm not surprised. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, I never actually watched it like religiously, but I know he was kind of a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah, I've seen episodes here and there. I've never seen it like all the way through Mm -hmm. but yeah he's definitely a big part of it so I'm not surprised I just we were texting back and forth about this a little bit earlier I'll be curious to see a when they start filming because that has not been announced yet and b how many episodes is he going to be in out of the 10 yeah yeah um where do we know where it's filming I think New York New York, okay. That would make the most sense. We we had been talking earlier in the season about the 4400 reboot, because remember, Patty was on that show originally, and I think mm-hmm. that reboot is filming in Chicago. Yeah, it is. So the whole time we were like, well, if he wanted to show up, it would be pretty easy, but this one may not be as easy for David Eigenberg. Right, and I wonder, too, like, if he is signed on for a little bit more, and it obviously doesn't say start filming until, like, July or August, and Chicago Fire started filming, does he, like leave for a little bit of that like it does something happen I don't you know I don't know or is this like with Jared Padalecki in the Gilmore Girls reboot where he shows up for like one scene in one episode right yeah I don't know I don't know don't know Uh, he's not the only one returning there's four more original series veterans so there's Evan Handler he played Harry Goldenblatt Mario Cantone played Anthony Marantino and Willie Garson played Stanford Blatch and they are all confirmed to return for the 10 episode run so any Sex in the City fans out there will probably be very excited yeah I'll be I'll they've like got me intrigued I'll probably watch it even though I haven't seen the whole thing because like I know Sarah Ramirez is gonna be in it too and 
from Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Um, oh, Sutter Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sarah. Got it. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I'll probably watch it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Probably. So that'll be cool. Um, last bit of news we have is from Deadline. Dun, dun, dun. I always get scared when I have to say Deadline. It always freaks me out. I know. But Miranda's got a summer project as well. And her summer project actually already started filming. So, Brenda, can you take us through that? Yes. So, the headline is Going Places. Stampede Ventures Dark Comedy adds Alyssa Rayner, Mimi Kennedy, and Miranda Ray Mayo. And it says, after this is about the project. This is after covering up a hit and run on the way to the valedictory desert getaway. Three high school graduates, played by Ethan Kotowski, Chloe East, Spence Moore, face the true test of their friendship when they become entangled in a deadly crime ring in Brolio. Yeah. That's a weird word. Yeah. Um, Rainer will play Maya, a woman caught between two worlds as a loving mother and the head of an underground criminal enterprise. Um, Miranda's character is somebody named Jules, who's a hardened member of Maya's crew with revenge on her mind, while Kennedy will play Sue, this free-spirited owner of an eccentric rundown desert retreat. Hmm. And yeah, camera started rolling on Monday, June 7th. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just things to keep an eye out for while everybody's on hiatus. Yeah. This time of the year like sucks because nobody's posting on socials. Everybody's just kind of No, you know who is posting on socials? Daniel Danny- and I- Annie and freaking I- Yuri. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Daniel is all over the socials right now. My God. Reunited and it feels so good. I know. I like saw that Instagram story and I was like, oh my God. I know. I know. Daniel, Annie, and Yuri. Did you see the TikTok that Daniel and Annie did? No. I got them like dancing. Maybe I did. It was on their Instagram stories too. I love it. I love that they're back together doing things like that and dancing and having fun again. Yeah, it's like it's the best. Hmm. So that's all the news we've got. Again, it's it's summertime, so the news is just kind of like few and far between. Yeah, but but no news is good news, right? Usually, news at this point of the summer is not good. Looking at you, deadline, but you know, mm-hmm. just kind of yeah. yeah. So if you guys see any news, please send it to us. You know the drill. Two of us, internet. You guys are really good about that, though. We do appreciate it. So thank you uh let's see we've got patron shout outs i believe we do there we go we have five we have five you guys this is a record we usually only have like three but five is that's new and that's awesome mm-hmm. okay so um this particular listener she was on the patron happy hour but i never quite figured out if i was saying her name properly is it leah or leah i think it's leah Leia, okay. Leia, welcome to the fam. It was so nice to meet you at our patron happy hour. Thank you so much for your support. Um, Next up, we have Shelly. I might be butchering the last name. I would say Rhea. Does that sound right? I think so. Um, I think Shelly also popped in for a hot second to the patron happy hour. So (laughs) it's awesome to see her there as well. Yeah, that was great. Um, Emily Drake Michaud is what I'm going with on that last name. I could be completely wrong. But Emily, thank you so much for your support. I believe she popped into the happy hour as well. So that was a lot of fun. But yes, thank you so much for your support. And I know I saw Jamie Patton up in the happy hour too. And it, Jamie is someone we, I know we both have interacted with on Twitter for a long time. So I'm glad she's now officially joined the fam. Jamie's a lot of fun. 
she's so much fun yeah yeah love it and then last up is jonathan hall welcome aboard and thank you so much for your support Love it. Love it, um, love you guys, if you want to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month, please check out the link in our socials. There's all sorts of really cool perks. You guys, we had a patron happy hour last week. I'm not even kidding when I say four and a half hours. It was insane. I thought like we had talked about it. We're like, oh, maybe it'll be an hour, hour and a half, whatever. And it went for four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. And it would have gone longer too. It's just we were falling asleep. It was a weeknight. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. It was so much fun. And it was so cool meeting everybody and talking to everybody. And it was so fun, too, that, like, not only did, like, more than half our patrons join at one point, but, like, a decent amount of them stayed for the whole four and a half hours, which was, like, really cool. Yeah, it was so crazy. It was really, really fun, though. And we're definitely going to do it again, but we learned our lesson. So we're going to do it on a weekend. On a Friday night. Yeah, on a Friday night. Yep. So we can stay up as late as we want. Perfect. Yes. You guys, thank you so much for your support. We really couldn't do this without you. Uh, But yeah, if you would like to support the pod for as little as $2 a month, please check out the link in our socials to our patron page, Patreon page words. Um, Lots of cool perks. You know, there's the Facebook group, which obviously is popping the merch store, bonus episodes, all sorts of cool stuff. So please do give that a check out when you can. All right. Moving into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. I forgot how funny this episode was it's so funny i love this episode it's yeah it's good it's good it's 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 so good this has always been an episode that like if i'm like oh i want to put on an episode of pd what do i watch like this one always comes up typically a lot of times solid okay so just so you guys remember where we are okay so it's 2014 it's season two right roman's still here al's still here antonio's still here roman is very new Roman's Roman yeah. introduced. Yeah. Roman's super new, but he's already stirring shit because of course he is. Um, Nadia is still alive and well. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. sad. That was sad. Yeah. And so Antonio is still going through his divorce with Laura and he picks up the security gig from Roman. What could possibly go wrong, right? Uh, yeah, seriously. Right. Yeah. So he's like, he's private security for this couple. It's Asher and Layla Roslin. I don't know who played Asher, but Layla is played by India de Beaufort, who's been in a bunch of stuff. I knew she looked familiar. I meant to look her up and I forgot to. So she, in real life, she's married to Todd Grinnell from One Day at a Time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I know her primarily from One Tree Hill, even though she was in that for like a minute. Uh, she's been in everything. Everything. yeah her up right now yeah yes oh she was in the night shift yes yes i want to say she popped up on crazy ex-girlfriend but i don't think that's right mm, no yeah she, she's been in everything like if you see her face you will know exactly who she is mm-hmm. uh, okay so we start this episode antonio is outside of the sex club the sex club and he's on the phone with laura and they're yelling at each other and they're fighting about their divorce and the house and their marriage and everything where do you think antonia antonia antonio and laura are at today antonia is a shift or not shift a chef i can't form words i'm tired um (laughs) she's a chef on guys grocery games that's why i'm thinking like antonia but where do you think antonio and laura are today I mean, I don't think they're anywhere. I think they maybe talk if they if they talk, it's about the kids. But like, I and if they've seen each other, it's at things like graduations and stuff. But like, I don't think they're anywhere other than that. If Antonio even comes back to Chicago for that, 
I think he will. I think if he's trying to turn his life around and like be more present in his kids' lives, then like yeah, I think he would come back for that. Maybe COVID is a different reason, and like if he couldn't come back because of COVID, that's a different story. But like otherwise, I think he comes back. We never did get his kids' perspective on how his addiction impacted them. Yeah, but it probably fucked them up. We know it fucked up. Um, Eva. Yeah, Eva. Yeah, I wonder if Diego was just too, I I wonder if he was like too young to really remember his kidnapping per se, or if like, I I don't know. I I, I imagine if it did impact them, it impacted Eva more than it did Diego. Well, I can't imagine it impacted, I mean, I feel like it had to have impacted Diego a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's because it's not like he was like four or five, he was like nine or 10. Yeah. And you obviously remember a lot of stuff at nine and 10. Yeah, Um, yeah. So... Do you think Laura, uh, you think Laura still hates him? Hates Antonio? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would hope she doesn't hate him, but like, I don't know. That episode when Eva gets kidnapped and she just slaps the shit out of him. I mean, that scene just screams like, I hate you. Yeah. I mean, they definitely had a lot of hatred at one point, but I would hope that like, they could get to a place where even if they don't hate each other they and they can at least be civil for the sake of so. the fact that they have two kids together yeah i hope so for the sake of the kids and really for the sake of antonio's recovery yeah that too i would hope that if she saw what antonio's spiral looked like mm-hmm. and saw that like even if she doesn't love him currently like obviously i would hope that she still realizes that she probably cares about him somewhere deep down and you yeah. know so yeah yeah good point so asher and layla come out and they're in the middle of a fight i just want to point out that in this entire episode layla's hair is flawless she looks so good flawless it's like super bouncy and gorgeous and shiny and i'm just over here like oh i'm jealous yeah Yeah. but yeah so they're having this major fight in front of the sex club antonio is just like this is so awkward like asher calls her a whore at one point and then she's just like i'm gonna go back in and bang this guy and he's just like we're leaving and antonio well, she like, like tries to flirt with antonio right in front of him. it's just it's so awkward you know i mean if antonio weren't such an upstanding guy i don't know that i would have been opposed to like a quick layla antonio fling yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it could have been a thing. If Antonio wasn't such an upstanding dude. Yeah, and if it wasn't his job. Yeah, that too, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay, so Asher and Antonio are in the car, and Asher's just like, she was a cocktail waitress when I met her, like, blah, 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 I hate her, I want to smoke, and Antonio's like, no, you told me not to, and he's like, I don't care, go get me cigarettes, and so Antonio's like, whatever, dude. So... Antonio goes in to get the cigarettes. Antonio comes out, gets back in the car, and well, Asher's been shot. Mm-hmm. Casually shot. Casual. Casual. Totally. Just, just things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So Asher's dead. And also the stuff from his, he had a briefcase and there was stuff in the center console too. It's all gone. All of it's mm-hmm. gone. Uh, so basically every, you know pd shows up everybody shows up it's a whole big to do there's crime scene tape everywhere and i don't know what unit this other guy's from but he's basically giving antonio like the the ninth degree he's like dude what the fuck is this like do you realize how bad this looks and antonio's like yeah i'm gonna wait to talk to my sergeant and it's one of those like perfect timing moments where Voight just emerges out of the darkness and he's like i'm right here <laughs> <laughs> that was my void impression 
I love it so much. Oh, man. Yeah. And so Voight's like, yeah, so we're going to take this case. And the other guy's just like, yeah, so there's a dead guy and missing diamonds and an off-duty cop. So, like, have fun. I want nothing to do with that. Have a blast. So we go back to the district. And Platt asks Al about his living situation. Again, it's, it's early season two. So we've got the whole situation with Meredith. He's living in the garage. Lexi is still alive. Oh, RIP. I know, I know. Um, and she tells him about the officer next door program, just basically where he gets a discount on his rent to move into some like up and coming neighborhood um, because it's good to have a cop in the area. And I love how he like, he wants to keep up that whole like tough guy persona, but like he goes and like walks, like he's not going to take it. And then he just kind of like doubles back and like takes the pamphlet and is like, fine. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it too. I love it too. Oh, I, I miss Al. I know this whole episode. I was like, "Oh, I know, I know." That reminded me too. We never really got too much insight on the Trudy and Al relationship, like what their dynamic was going back. Because I mean, I know Voight's known Trudy since the dawn of time, but presumably Al has too. But we never saw much of Al and Trudy's like friendship, if they even had one. I mean, I like to think they probably had one because obviously Voight and Al had worked together for so long and Voight and Trudy knew for each other. Like, I like to think they probably all grew up in the same or Mm -hmm. came up together. So I'm assuming they did, but. Yeah. I don't know. So Antonio and Voight meet with the FOP rep and the FOP rep is saying the same thing. He's like, you are fucked. So (laughs) the criminal case, they're like, yeah, no, don't worry. That's fine. But the real wrench comes when it turns out that Asher is wanted for charges related to diamonds in London and Antwerp. So basically what happens there is that it makes Asher a felon, which means that Antonio can't be associated with him. Yep. It's the kind of shit that like gets you fired immediately. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Asher's got stolen diamonds internationally. Antonio didn't know that. And it just brings us back to our, you know, our favorite saying on this podcast, which is damn it, Roman. <laughs> Seriously, though. Damn it, Roman. Hate this episode just made me remember how much... I mean, I always know how much I hate Roman, but it really made me remember how much I hate Roman. Every Roman episode does. Mm-hmm. And you want to like him, but then he just does dumb shit. You know, there's, like, maybe, like, one moment I'm like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And then I'm like, no. No, never mind. I don't like him. The only time I ever liked him was when Atwater was, Atwater got bumped back to uniform after the guy killed himself mm-hmm. in the interrogation room. And Roman like reasoned with him for about five seconds and was like, get it together. Like you were born to do this, like get it together. And that's the only time I've ever been like, man, Roman's making sense. Oh my goodness. Otherwise, the other times yeah. I'm like, shut it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Roman. Roman's why we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. We should just continue to blame things on Roman. Like- I mean, we already blame Berzik on Roman, so. That, but that is Roman's fault. That's what I said. We can already do that, so. Yeah. Um, Rojas leaving. Damn it, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Burgess is kidnapping. Damn it, Roman. <laughs> that needs to be a t-shirt. Damn it, Roman. Damn it, Roman. Ugh. That guy. Hate that guy. Ugh. So we find out that that club that they were at, you know, they're like, oh my God, that was a sex club. And Antonio's like, yeah, I know. Like, whatever. And Ruzik, this is like a running gag throughout the episode that Ruzik is fascinated with the sex club. Like, <laughs> fascinated. It's, it's hilarious. It's so good. It's so good. It is so good. It is so good. Antonio, I cross-referenced all the spots you were at last night. You, uh, know you were outside of a sex club? 
Yeah. The Red Bridge. What was it like inside? Don't don't tell him, man. He'll be useless to us the rest of the day. I'm just asking for the case. Uh-huh. Don't tell him he'll be useless for the rest of the day. <laughs> and we're just kind of just asking for the case. Like, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. Hilarious. Hilarious. Okay. So at that point, Roman comes up to the bullpen and just this moment's great because I love how everybody just kind of singles him out as like, hey, asshole. And so he comes upstairs and Antonio's like, got a second? Roman? <laughs> just puts like the emphasis on it. And then as if Roman's not an asshole enough, Antonio confronts him and is like, did you know he had diamond charges internationally? Like, hello, you just fucked me over big time. And Roman makes it about him. Yeah. And Roman's like, no, I of course I didn't. Like, yeah. and of course he's like, oh, I only ran it nationally. And it's like, fuck you. Like, oh my God. I know. And Roman's just like, oh my God, I knew this guy was bad. Antonio's like, we're not talking about you right now. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get me out of a situation. The fuck are you doing? Roman is the worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. Worst. Okay. So Antonio's like, well, I know you hate intelligence, but you're with us now because you fuck shit up. Congratulations. <laughs> this is what you've won. So then Layla comes in for questioning her and her perfect hair. She just, I, I don't know why, but I kind of love her in this episode. I think seven years later, I'm just kind of like, I kind of love her. I just love that she gives no shits and like, she's got it all perfectly figured out. Like every, like she's so smart. So smart. So smart. You know, she reminds me of in this episode is she reminds me of Lafayette from The Rookie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. love Lafayette. I love her. And I know I'm not supposed to, but I love her. I didn't mind her. Yeah. Yeah. Just you guys gotta watch the rookie. It's good stuff. Yeah. I would say we should do an episode, but that's what the Shop Talk podcast is for. We also already did talk about the rookie last summer. In our first responder show episode. We did. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so Antonio asks Layla about Terry because she had brought this up when they were fighting outside the club. And she's like, mm, I've banged him a couple times. No biggie. No Her biggie. confidence is just like, ooh, you're yeah. evil, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she is definitely like a, 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 she's definitely on the warpath. She's just like, my husband died. Fuck that guy. Whatever. I'm going to take all his money. It's fine. It's fine. Don't care. Just doing my thing. So Antonio's like, well, do you have anything to do with the murder? She's like, no, no. She's so confident and so sly. I could just, yeah. The first time I saw this episode when I didn't like it, because we found one of my old reviews like seven years ago. And I was just like, ew, this episode. But seven years later, I'm just like, no, I like her. She's funny. Yeah, I, I really like her. I mean, obviously you're not, you don't really like her. Cause like, you know, she did murder somebody, but like as like a one episode villain, I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh she doesn't even know about the secret compartment in the suv either or apparently she doesn't know she's just like oh never heard of it um i did love when antonia was like what was in the compartment and she just goes snickers bars <laughs> oh love it love it okay so then Al is tuckered away this entire episode. Al is actually just working on paperwork for antonio he's just doing paperwork and he's using a typewriter which like is i know and like Ruzik walks in and he's like, what should, what is that? And <laughs> they like have a conversation. He's like, this is a typewriter. It's like so funny. 
Oh my God. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, so Al's like, Hey Adam, like go get this stuff. And Adam just is like, well, not until you tell me what you're doing. I miss, I miss this. Like I miss young Adam, like young, curious learning He's Adam. so young in this episode. No. So naive. Doesn't know shit. <laughs> and knowing what we know about Bob now, I wonder if that's why he latched onto Al so quickly is because Al was like the father figure he never had. Probably part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely do miss the Al Ruzik mentorship. Yeah. And that was another thing we never really got anything of is when Al died. I mean, it was kind of like the collective trauma of the group, but we never really dove into what each individual character was feeling. We dove into Voight because, of course. Well, and they but... had that memorial scene, of course. Remember? Where yeah. they're outside and they're all drinking beer or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Which got like. That was a deleted scene, right? Yeah. It was. It was. But all we saw was Adam being angry with Antonio for not coming clean. We didn't see like his real, like what he was really feeling. I know. I think that's kind of the, it fell in the period of time where PD has not been as consistent. I mean, like they're consistent, but it's not like you're going to see like two or three episode story arcs for the most part. Like you're going to get the Ruzik episode and then you'll get the Atwater episode, the Burgess episode, the J episode, and then you'll get another Ruzik episode. Like, you know, yeah, it just kind of, I think it unfortunately fell in that kind of time of PD where they're not doing that kind of storytelling anymore. I think it's just going to kind of be like an ongoing wish of mine for all of the Dick Wolf shows. It's like, I want to see more of the emotional stuff. Like show me that part where Adam is like, you know, somewhere where nobody can see him and breaks down. I want to see that. I know. I was having this conversation with Noah the other day because he started like his fire binge or whatever. (laughs) And he's like full on the fire binge now. But we were talking like kind of when he first started and he was trying to argue with me that PD was more personal. And I was like, no way. I was like, just watch, like you'll get there. And now I think he's kind of changed his mind because that's something he really likes too is the personal. He doesn't care that much about the cases, but he was trying to argue with me that PD was more personal. I was like, no way. I really want to catch up on FBI, but there's zero personal and I just can't, I can't. I know. Part of me really wants to watch the Josh, the Josh Segarra episodes just because it's Josh mm-hmm. Segarra, but like I haven't brought myself to do it yet because. Yeah, just I selfishly, part of me wishes that Zico Zaki was in the One Chicago Universe because I love, love, love Zico, but I can't. Well, technically, he, I mean, technically FBI is in the same universe as One Chicago because Haley yeah. was over there, so. And she wasn't very nice to OA, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I know. I know. Part And, like, part of me, too, is, like, I will watch um, FBI International just because I'm curious to see what it looks like now that they're going to film it internationally. Like, I'll be curious to see, like, for the set stuff. And, obviously, it's Derek. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, and Derek also said that Most Wanted is kind of the darker of the two right now, which I only watched a couple episodes of Most Wanted. And I was like, all right. Yeah, like- I only watched a couple of those, too. Yeah, I was like, it's not bad, but I'm probably not going to stick with it. No, it was like too much case for me. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But yes, I, I, I miss I miss that that dynamic. And now it's like Adam doesn't have that person to guide him anymore. Oh my God, if Al was around when Burgess was kidnapped, what would he have like? He would have kept Adam so grounded. Like that, that Rosewater fight would not have happened. Well, unfortunately, I mean, we don't have anybody really. I mean, Voight is, I guess, everyone's mentor in some kind of fucked up way. But, like, we don't have any of that anymore in PD. I know. 
And like we used to have it. I mean, we had Antonio kind of mentoring Jay a little bit. You had Aaron and Nadia. I mean, like you've had a bunch of it over the years. And unfortunately, you don't have that anymore, period, on PD. It's true. It's a good point. Good point. So Voight corners Roman in the locker room and confronts him. It's a nice pickup you drive. What'd that run you? 40 grand? I'm not sure. It's a lease. Mm. Side gig has been steady. Last night accepted. No, there's a reason cops who run security companies are older. They know how the game is played. Who's in and who's not. That's why... Sergeant, all due respect, I know what I'm doing. Clearly. And you've given Antonio a full account of your... Are you asking me if I had anything to do with Asher getting killed? No, I did not. You ever bang the wife? No. Okay. Good. Just a... Little tip, Roman. In intelligence, we know when to talk and when to listen. This is a great unit, and I fully appreciate what you do. But I came on this job in uniform, Sergeant, and that's how I'm going out. Son, you have no idea how you're going out. This is glorious. I know. I just love when Voight puts Roman in his place. It's so good. The the cops knowing when to talk and when to listen line. I was like, oh, that's so good. I know. I know. There are especially recently, I've obviously not been a Voight fan and I'm not like historically a Voight fan, but there are moments like this where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm here for this. Yeah. When you're putting Roman in his place, like go I'm off, here for Hank. It. Yes. Yeah. Go and, like, off. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. I mean... He, I mean, Roman really is. He's just shit talking the entire time. It's like, Roman, shut up. I know. Shut he's up. so worried about himself, like you said, and he's so self centered. It's like, this is not about you right this second. Right, right. He just like comes in and fucks shit up. Mm-hmm. The worst character, the worst. I know. And I was just thinking about this too is like, this is 208. Isn't it like 209 and 2010 when he then like fucks up Burgess's life? Or is that 210, mm-hmm. 211? It's something like that, right? It's Two, like, well, 210 it shouldn't have been alone, isn't it? I don't know. I know it's one of these like few episodes right around there, but and then yeah. there's also the warehouse episode that season when Roman like oh no, but Burgess is the one who goes in on a hunch and Roman follows her. Yeah. I think, or is the I other way so. around? But either way, like he's gonna really fuck up Burgess's life too, and it's like Jesus, why we can't have nice things mm-hmm. at all, at all. Nope, nope. And he's just he's got such a punchable face too. Is that just me? <laughs> such a punchable face oh man whatever okay so back in the bullpen they're working this case Lindsay is like hey found this jeweler ash is working with his name's william wells cool awesome antonio and roman walk in and this guy bolts apparently he's got a panic room which apparently is a thing yeah i mean i know what panic rooms are but i've never heard of someone having one in the back of their store yeah i've never heard of one in the jewelry store yeah thought that was interesting so um, Roman pulls a totally Chicago move and he's like, well, we could call him back up or I got a guy. So <laughs> they literally get a tow truck to rip off the door. I did think it was funny though when Roman's like, hey, so is this one stolen? And the guy's like, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so they get a tow truck to rip off the door. And this guy, this, this is a weird moment after this. So the guy comes out and Antonio and Roman are like all over him, right? But the guy's like, well, you know, I wasn't sure you were cops. Like, I didn't know whether I could believe you. And Antonio was like, yeah, yeah, well, is this proof enough? And then he like rubs his badge all over the guy's face. I thought I was the only one that noticed that. Oh what does God. that do? It was so weird. So weird. <laughs> like, I get obviously put it in like so close up to his face, but then why did he feel the need to like rub it all over his face? That was weird. It was so weird. It was really weird. It was really, really weird. Yeah. So um, weird. Why, like, what, what good does that do? Like, nothing. Nothing. Just unnecessary. You Not made necessary. your point. Okay. Yeah. You made your point. I mean, he couldn't really see the badge. You were too busy like rubbing it on his face, but okay. <laughs> no um and there's a lot of like shoving this guy up against the wall like in 2021 turns i'm like i stop mm. e, yeah i know stop i'm it. like that wasn't that bad for pd standards but like in 20 looking at it in 2021 i was like oh no it was pretty normal for 2014 though on that show 2014 yeah 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 pretty normal so well says that there's a man who came in that morning and he was looking to sell a load of diamonds in a purple purple crown royal pouch and that would that apparently was asher's trademark which like Anybody could put diamonds in a crown royal pouch. But whatever. Apparently yeah. that's Asher's signature thing, so. Okay. So that was like his, that's a sign that they were his diamonds. So the guy was like, no, like, fuck no. Mm-mm. But Layla apparently was not involved. Apparently. Apparently. Were you going to say something? Mm-mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, Bryna, do the thing. Okay. So they're back at the station and they're looking through the security cam footage from the jewelry store and they get this picture of who was, you know, it was who it was that brought in the stones and they're trying to figure out who this is. And Jay's like, oh, well, maybe it could be that Terry guy from earlier that they were everyone's been talking about. So they're trying to figure out how they want to do this. They try to think about getting a, you know, a search warrant for the sex club, but apparently they can't do that because it's too broad of a thing, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they'll decide they're like, fuck it. We're going undercover. So of course, Boyd's like, who wants to go undercover? And like all the guys' hands like go right up. <laughs> and, but Boyd, Boyd's like, okay, well, it's gotta be a couple. So Halstead and Lindsay go. And then we get that super iconic line of like, whatever we have to do. Yeah, it's so, that's so good too. He's like, whatever we have to do to like convincingly come across in there, like I'm prepared. And Aaron's just like, okay. So noble, so noble. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so while this is all going on, Atwater and Burgess have been tasked. Atwater is in intelligence, by the way, but he has been tasked to follow Layla along with Burgess. And so we have this, like, really cute, like, Atwater and Burgess moment. And he's at Atwater's like, damn, her husband's just died and she's already getting her nails done. And Kim's like, if you died, I'd wait at least a week to get Manny Patty. And he's just like, that's cold, Burgess. It's like we were never partners. I I don't think I'm ever going to be able to help, like, taking every happy moment they have and then comparing it to the season eight finale. And just oh, my God, like, stop. <laughs> like, stop. every moment is going to make me cry now just comparing it to the season eight finale. I did love that movie. It's just like Bridgewater forever and ever and ever. Forever. Forever. But they're having like a conversation about it. And Atwater makes a comment about how, you know, like Boyd's been using a lot, her a lot recently and how like he could potentially be getting ready to move Burgess up to intelligence. But she's like, I'm not sure I want that yet. 
and Atwater says something about like Roman getting in her head and she's like leave Roman alone he's real police and I was just mm-hmm. like <laughs> I was just like lol lol and and you can see it on Roman, uh, Roman uh, Atwater's face too when when she's like I don't know like you know Roman's been you know I, I might stay in uniform for a while you can see Atwater's face of like oh hell no this fucker <laughs> and she's like leave him alone he's real police and I'm just like oh my god according to who seriously though brainwashing her not okay so then we go back to intelligent or to the district and Lindsay and halstead come out dressed to the nines they're ready to go undercover and this is like one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode and because rusik is just like again obsessed with the sex club (laughs) and obsessed with i don't know he's not in he was not very appropriate back then but um he's like he's like you know makes a wolf whistle at Lindsay, and she's like you done like everybody put your tongues back in your mouth and he's like there's a million things i could say right now but i'm gonna be a gentleman and not say them she's like that would be wise and the whole time jay's like doing the like daggers with yeah oh good my favorite chicago pd meme of all time comes from this moment right here and i think i've shared it with you before when somebody took the scene from clueless and put it over that that scene i don't where, think so 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 somebody takes the scene from clueless when the dad is like sure what is that and she's like address and he oh, goes says yeah. who calvin klein <laughs> like somebody put that over this scene so that basically it's like void being like aaron what is that like so cracks me up cracks me up and just the, the yeah the daggers that the that daggers. whole scene is just they do look hot though oh yeah both of the it's just like man they were one hot couple i know i know i know so they're going undercover again to the sex club. They're walking in. Jay's like freaking out. But <laughs> Aaron's like, keep it together. It's fine. So they go in, whatever. And they end up starting talking to one of the employees behind the bar. And we get, again, what is like probably the most iconic moment from this entire episode. How's your evening going so far? Could be better. Uh, last time we were here, there was a really hot white guy working here. Late 30s, muscular, long hair. His name was Perry or something. When was it you were in? About a month ago, give or take. You're talking about Terry, and I haven't seen him. Take your pick. Face like yours, I'm sure you'll find someone to play with. Well, what about you? You want to play? Play time for my girl. playtime it never gets old it is always funny every single time always so good (laughs) can we play it again just because why not playtime for my girl (laughs) (laughs) it's so good oh it's so good just i it just it's one of the best it really is it's just yeah Oh my god. I, this is why, like, Jay's sassy moments are always iconic. There's that YouTube video that's, like, Jay being sassy for, like, six minutes or whatever it is, and it's just so good. And Jay's face in this moment, he tries so hard to be like, all right, I'm gonna give it my best shot. And he's like, playtime for my, oh my girl. <laughs> he's, like, all awkward. It's so good, though. I do love when they're walking in and, like, they walk past some couple or something, and Jay's like, did you see that? Did you see what they were doing? And Aaron's like, it's cool. Calm down. Like, cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> Ruzik is all in on this sex club and Jay is so freaked out. It's so good. Um, so they end up taking this employee, I forget his name, but it doesn't really matter, to a private room and they end up getting some information out of him. He basically ends up IDing the guy in that security camp footage as Terry. And apparently Terry was in the club earlier that day asking for jeweler recommendations. So cool. So Antonio goes to check in on Al in the break room and Antonio's like, do I even want to know what you guys are up to? And Al's like, eh. And he's like, okay, I don't, I'd rather not know. And it ends up with like an Al and Antonio heart to heart, which like, you just gotta listen. What's the latest out there? The latest is Laura's putting me through the ringer on a divorce. I lose this job, I'm cooked. Oh, we're not gonna let that happen. So you and Meredith, done? Not really. She wants me back. Lexi's trying to talk me into it. Still trying to figure it all out. Yeah. No, trust me on this one. I know what it's like to come home to a family. I know what it's like to come home to an empty house. First one's better. I miss them. I miss them. And I love this moment too. And I think too, honestly, like even this specific moment, it made me realize like how much I loved Antonio as a character until he kind of basically came back from justice and they fucked him up. Um, because like, he's so complex and layered and he, you know, like we were talking about earlier, he tries to be good, but he has these moments where he doubts that. And I just, I don't know, like this moment just really made me miss early Antonio and like what he was before they fucked him up. You could even argue that they started to fuck him up when he and Laura got divorced. Yeah. But like, they at least, I don't know. I thought, I didn't think like season two and three Antonio was that bad. No, not that bad, but yeah, the coming, bringing him back from justice and slapping him with an addiction, it was just like, oh. And then they, the way they wrote him, it was, yeah, it was just all bad. Antonio deserved better. So much better. Al deserved better. Yeah. I, but I, that's the thing too, is like when I had family in town two weeks ago and my, my sister actually, she watches the shows and so she can speak them just about as well as I can. Uh, and I understand I when I talk to a lot of people, they're just like, Al, that was just unforgivable. Like, why would they do that? I understand why Al had to die, but he still deserved better. No, I definitely understand why they killed him off. I don't mm-hmm. like it. No. I understand it, mm-hmm. but I don't like it. Right. Right. Uh, right. I just so. finished a series with Chris Evans. And so I'm just like compelled to be like, I don't like it. How was it? <laughs> Defending Jacob. Yeah, no, I said, how was it? Oh my God. Oh my God. You've got to watch it. It was amazing. I may be borrowing your Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. Do, well, it's my mom's, but yeah, she'll she'll yeah. share. Um, 
It was amazing. Oh my God. And Chris Evans is a snack and a half. Let me tell I you. Know. I, oh, I know. Amazing. Yeah. So good. So, okay. so good. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Chris okay. Evans chat at Molly's. <laughs> I mean, Hey, we could do that one week. No oh my God. We need to do a Marvel episode of our hiatus. We just do. I know we really should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe after black widow. <gasps> That's such a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Just all Marvel. Okay. Okay. That's happening. Anyway. Jot that one down on your calendars. That's happening. Anyway. So Antonio and Roman decide to visit the jeweler that Terry was referred to. Turns out the diamonds were fake, but you know, Antonio ends up convincing the jeweler to like set the meeting up with Terry so they can like end up getting him. And the meeting's pretty much almost set up immediately. So like Roman is Antonio's only backup. <laughs> of course he is. And even like he's talking, Antonio's talking to Void, and Void's like, no, just like hold it off or whatever. And no, Antonio's like, no, I got this. Like he's solid. I trust him. I'm like, you shouldn't. Good one, Antonio. Good yeah, job. Like you shouldn't. I mean, yeah. it works out in Antonio's favor because like Roman does help him, but like it, whatever. No, he doesn't. He just stands there while Antonio does all the work. No, oh, he's the one that ends up like getting him off the in the on the ground. Not for, I, I think, if I remember correctly, like... And grabbing the gun away from him. But anyway. No, Antonio did the tackling, didn't he? No, Antonio take The guy knocks... Antonio knocks him to the ground. Roman grabs the gun. And then Antonio starts punching him. Whatever. Anyway. Roman's still good for nothing. It's more of yeah. the story. Yeah. I, it's still... I, when he said, he's like, he's solid. I trust him. LOL. Mm-hmm. Cute. Really cute. LOL. Um, and then, like we were just talking about, we get this kind of like epic chase fight sequence that ensues at the Museum of Natural History. I love seeing Antonio like just like beat the hell out of him, I, which sounds so bad. But like I did like seeing John Sadis boxing like come into it play. I thought that was really cool. Well, and it's so funny because it's just so it's effortless. Like you can just tell that it's just it's effortless. Yeah. Well, and in your review you linked to like a behind the scenes video which unfortunately no longer exists because yeah. I tried to watch it because I wasn't around in the fandom then so I don't know what that behind the scenes video looks like and I'm like damn some of, I'm, I'm really bummed they took some of that off YouTube the old old behind the scenes stuff from the early early seasons like there's a whole behind the scenes video they did for 206 of fire which is my favorite episode with sweet little yeah. Nathan um and they interviewed the kid who played him and he's like Mr. Taylor was so nice we had so much fun <laughs> And like, it's just so cute. I really wish they would put that back up. But yeah, there was a whole feature out on that about how like, you know, John filmed, like he films going off of like the brick thing onto a mat. And then like they showed how, you know, he went down to the grass and then John's like, I have a boxing background. So like, this was really cool to use it. I don't know. It was just, I really wish they would put those back up. It was really cool. Yeah, I tried to watch it, but unfortunately it's been taken off and I was sad. Such a bummer. Anyway, so Terry gets brought in for questioning, and he's like, me and Layla never spoke outside the club, like, everything was verbal, you know, no text messages, et cetera, et cetera. He also says that the whole plan was her idea, and they were, of course, supposed to, like, run away together and live happily ever after, and Terry's just so gullible. That's what I got out of this. Terry got played. Yeah, he got played real bad. Mm -hmm. Real bad. Real bad. So Layla comes to meet Antonio outside the district and she basically kind of echoes exactly what Terry said, that they never spoke, you know, they only spoke in the club. They never exchanged text messages, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. 
and she tells Antonio that she's like rented this house in Florida and he's welcome to join her anytime. And then she just like drives away. She gets in the car first with a smirk on her face. And then she just like casually drives away because she knows she just got away with murder. And yeah, that's a badass bitch. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I hate every time that we gets away with murder. But in this instance, I don't know. I mean, just taking this episode as what it is from like seven years ago. I'm just like, oh, man, like she kills him. Like, oh, that's so juicy. Um, but yeah, the subtext of just like, I'm getting away with murder. And Antonio's like, you're getting away with murder. And she's like, I know. Ugh. Yeah, it's but yeah, she knows she got away with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so while this is also going on because remember it's i guess in the episodes leading up to this you know Lindsay has been offered the position with the task force and she's been considering you know whether she's going to leave intelligence take the task force job you know yada 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 and she's like turned them down a couple times but whatever and he's still like no think about it think about it and she's like okay i will so this Lindsay's task force guy task force guy wow that is a tongue twister <laughs> comes back <laughs> And asks her yet again whether she wants to, you know, join up with him or not. I've been trying to think of the last time I had asked someone twice if they wanted to help run a task force. And who's the first? We've really been running and gunning this week. I had to hit the pause button. May I make an observation? Sure. You're loyal to Voight. That's admirable. But you're catching a rep as Voight's girl. The longer you stay here, the more that perception takes hold. And you're just going to end up carrying that for the rest of your career. I should be so lucky. Aaron, you could be going places. Or not. I think this conversation is really interesting, listening back to it, like, in hindsight. Yeah. Because of, I mean, obviously we all knew even from the beginning that, you know, Lindsay was loyal to Voight, but just thinking about, obviously she went to the task force for a hot second, but came back. And then like knowing what we know about what happens after Justin's death and like the way season four and ultimately even five, even though she's not in five, like ultimately plays out. I just, I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Her choice of words is interesting how he's like, this is your reputation. And she goes, I should be so lucky. Lucky? Yeah. I just, I don't, I think, I don't know, you know if I'd agree with that. And I also think it's interesting, too, in hindsight, looking back now that obviously she left, like he says, you know, like the longer you stay here, that more that perception takes a hold. And obviously, she did a lot for Boyd. I mean, hello, she buried a body for him. But like, she did ultimately leave and like, she, you know, didn't end up staying her whole career with intelligence. So I, I you know, I just think it's interesting in hindsight. No, it, it definitely is. And it's really interesting in light of what happened in the season eight finale, especially with Haley. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't think being Voight's girl is a badge of honor anymore. I don't think it ever nope. was. Nope. And that's what he was trying to point out. But like, mm-hmm. you know, your loyalty is admirable. And I don't think anyone would say that question that. But like, you know, it's not good to be known as Voight's girl. Right. Right. It's interesting, too, when he says you could be going places or not like it's really interesting that to think of like avoid almost as like kind of a like an anchor around her ankle right like kind of keeping her tethered 
Yeah, well, and I think it's interesting, too, when you think about it in the t- two instances of her going to a task force. Mm-hmm. Like, she does go to the task force, and then she comes back. So she is, like you said, like, Voight is the anchor around her ankle. And then ultimately, at the end of season four, she does leave for good. And obviously, that's a different circumstance, and we know mm-hmm. why Erin left the way she did. Um, or the real reasons why Sophia left. But, um, you know, I just think it's interesting, too, like, when you compare the two instances of when she left for the task force and, you know. It's going to be really interesting to see next season what happens with Haley because I know that I know Jesse had said in interviews that it's almost like this battle for Haley's soul, but the finale kicked that into super high gear. Mm-hmm. So and and it's going to be interesting to see if if Voight's if if Voight's alone fighting that battle or if Kevin and Kim are going to help him fight it. Well, I also think it's interesting too, and again, not that I want to compare Aaron and Haley, but no. I think it's interesting to compare their circumstances when it comes to their relationship with Voight because mm-hmm. obviously Aaron came from a background where she was already doing bad things herself mm-hmm. and obviously like a life of crime. And then Voight kind of helped turn her life around. And like, so obviously she felt that loyalty to him because he helped like turn her life around. Mm-hmm. Um, but Haley obviously does not come from a life of crime and came, I mean, yes, she has like her own, emotional inner demons but not from a life of crime and so the fact that she's like found this relationship with void and you know feels this loyalty to him i just think it's interesting when you compare the two different situations too exactly exactly so yep lots to dissect <laughs> lots no, to dissect. so much to dissect yeah yeah it's crazy um so anyway the end, episode ends and the fop rep comes back and he's like okay like time's up like we got to have Antonio's badge until the investigation is over. And like Boy and Al just like kind of inform him that Antonio has been working undercover investigating Asher for the past nine months. And the guy's like, oh, you conveniently forgot to mention that. And they're like, just look for yourself. All the paperwork's right here. And of course the rep leaves because there's no denying that the paperwork is, you know, that Al did is legit. I mean, it's not legit, but it's legit. It looks legit. So, you know, the rep leaves and Antonio thanks them. But Al's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Antonio just leaves and Al and Voight share this look. And that's how the episode ends. Oh, yeah. That's that's quintessential intelligence right there. Just like, thank you. I have no idea what you're talking about. No. It's almost like Voight and Al were like the safety net underneath everybody else in intelligence. And when Al died, it just kind of went away. Yeah. Lots of things changed then. So much has changed. Just a good old episode to dissect. I love this one. It's a classic. Classic. It's really a classic. For my girl. (laughs) (laughs) One more time. Play it one more time. Play time. For my girl. (laughs) So funny. So So funny. Uh, Yeah, so that... That's all we've got for today. I'm not I'm not used to shorter episodes where we just cover no, one like, episode. What? We wrap this up in an hour. What? Didn't we weren't we only talking for like five minutes? Yeah. I know. So funny. So um yeah, you guys can always send us thoughts and stuff about these old episodes. I mean, we can make it as close to you know an episode during the season as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't be shy. These episodes are fun. So uh yeah, that that's that's literally about all we've got, which feels really weird. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, meet us at Molly's right across the board. You guys check out our Tea Public store. Check it out. There's so much cool stuff. And we've got new merch that dropped today. Oh my God. And it's like awesome new merch. 
We're really excited about it. We're so excited. I we're so excited. I saw a tweet the other day because, you know, we all know I'm big in gymnastics. I saw a tweet the other day and somebody was like, I would pay good money if Simone Biles had a jersey. And I we, we somehow had the same idea at the same time. And now you can get jerseys for your favorite one Chicago characters. Mm-hmm. Go get your merch while it's still on sale. I can't wait to I'm going to like have to cop some for myself. Cause I know. I know. Eventually, my wardrobe is just going to be all me to Molly's merch. My wardrobe is all leggings and TV sh- or TV shirt related T-shirts. I just got a new one today for Letterkenny, which is hilarious, which I know you haven't seen. Um, no. Yeah, but go get your stuff. T Public's awesome. Go get your stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, you guys, if you like the show, which we really, really hope you do, please, if you could leave us a rating and review on iTunes, we would so greatly appreciate that. It does help other people, pe- other people find the pod. Gina is tired and tripping over her words. Um, you guys, right before we recorded, I watched Loki and I, my brain is scrambled. I have no idea what happened. So, uh, yeah, you guys follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina watches TV, Bryna. I am at K 13 Normal schedule going forward. We don't know what we're covering, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. you guys will find out on Monday when we tweet it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't know yet. But yeah, in the meantime, you guys get in touch with us. Meet us at mollies at gmail.com. Let us know. Oh, what- I feel like we should bring it up because we won't have a new episode out before then. But if you are interested, I for- I'm looking it up right now. Um, Andy and Diane are going to be on a panel at ATX. <gasps> yes, I forgot about that too. I yes. forgot about it just until like just now, but we won't record another episode, you know. Yes, you guys. So, you know, every year we go to ATX Festival this last year and this year, it's been virtual, which makes us really sad, but it is this weekend. It starts this weekend. It goes through next weekend and Chicago Med showrunners, Andy and Diane are on a panel about medical shows and we will be covered. We'll talk about it. Obviously Tuesday at 615 central. Okay. So central. Yeah. So this coming Tuesday, 715 Eastern, 615 central. Yeah, and it's about medical series, you know, approaching, you know, the COVID pandemic. So And for our like patron really Lois good. in Hawaii, that's one fifteen Hawaiian time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And I think you can buy obviously you can buy like the festival badge. I think you can buy like day badges and then I think you could also buy tickets just for like certain panels. Yeah. So I would definitely check it out. I've got my badge. I know Gina's got her badge. So mm-hmm. yeah. And that panel's going to be good too. I think Tim Meneer's on it too, who also does 911 and Lone Star. No, I thought he was. No, it's Joseph K, who was the showrunner EP for Transplant. David Schulner, who's the showrunner EP for New Amsterdam. Okay. Andy and Diane. Um, Zoanne Clack, who is a writer Brave. on Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Um, Amy Holden Jones, who is the co-creator of the resident, and then the moderator is Neil Bear, who was a writer or an AP on ER. That's gonna be a good panel. It's gonna be a really good panel. Yeah, there's so. some. Real, I'm I'm excited. There's some good ones. Yeah, so uh, we might even tweet it. Well, we'll, we might even like live tweet the panel. We'll see. But yeah, definitely check that out. Um, Definitely go to atxfestival.com to find out. You know what you need to do to get a badge if you want to attend um god i hope the festival's in person next year i miss it so much i think it uh, i mean knock on wood i hope it is so I yeah know. i miss it too i've like all my time hop has been like atx atx Same. i'm just like i know i'm so sad i miss our friends i miss, I miss it so much like, yeah so yeah all right guys well that's all we've got um get in touch with us we're around it's hiatus we're just watching other stuff mm. 
chilling. So cool. All right, guys, have a good weekend and we will see you next week. Bye.